Grace and peace be unto you and your families. My name is Pastor Alvin Woods, and I'm excited that you chose to be with us today. My prayer is that something said today would challenge you, change you, and provoke you to draw closer and closer to our Creator. I hope that you enjoy this message today. God bless. Okay, guys. So this morning, I want to read to you from uh, one of the Gospels, Gospel uh, Matthew. Amen. Matthew chapter 14, starting at verse 26. Amen, if I will. The Bible says that, and when the disciples saw him, talking about Jesus, walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately, Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and called him and said to him, O ye of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Amen. This morning I want to talk to you uh, of a message entitled, Developing Your Confidence in God. Developing our confidence in God. I know it sounds a bit uh, uh, strange to say that we're developing our confidence in God, and you may be sitting, sitting there saying, I have confidence in God, but hear me. This morning I want to focus on developing your confidence in God for your life because many of us believe in God, but we struggle with trusting him or at least to a certain point. Jesus came that we might have life and that we may have it more abundantly and not to a certain point. A lot of us get to that place in our life and then we just stop at a certain point. What, what, what I mean is some of us are willing to go so far with God and at the first sign of discomfort, we're out. We don't want anymore. We don't want to. We don't want to follow. It's getting too uncomfortable. What I mean is that some of us will go so far with God as long as it doesn't interfere with our false sense of security. You know the other things that we have confidence in, such as our money our jobs, our, our businesses, our, our savings account, 
Amen. When those things start to uh, 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 waver, Amen. We, we we get a little we we get a little worried, and we start to depend on that money, Amen. Our achievements, our careers, our status, our reputations, Amen. It may be certain people, uh, uh, the class of people, or the cloud of people, Amen. That we start to put our confidence in. When things start to get a little rough, who can I call on? Who can I who who can help me get a job? Who can help me get some unemployment? Who can help me get ahead? Who can or what if I only if I had a little bit money? We start putting confidence in so many other things when things start to get uncomfortable, when our false sense of security is being challenged. What opportunities have you forfeited because of fear? Not just an opportunity, but I'm talking about the opportunities, the ones that you know in your heart that God presented to you. But because of your lack of confidence in him, you chose to stay at a certain point. Now, we're talking about developing our confidence because I want to, I want to strive with God. I want to go with God. Amen. Beyond a certain point of my life, Amen. And so, in order to, for us to uh, develop this confidence, we got to gain, uh, gain an understanding of confidence, which is defined as the state of feeling certain about the truth of something. Feeling certain about the truth. Now, this word confidence. Broken down in Latin terms, uh, uh, con meaning with, fido meaning trust, meaning to have full trust and reliance on. Having full trust, not to a certain point. Having full trust, talking about your I'm all in. In, in our opening text, Jesus told the disciples, he told his disciples, he told his disciples, I say, I'm saying this because I, I want you to understand who, who he was talking to. He was talking to a student. He was talking to someone in the state of learning. He was talking about those who are willing to develop. Jesus told his disciples to be of good cheer. Now, when he said be of good cheer, he was saying be confident. Overcome this state of fear where you stop having confidence in God. Overcome this state of fear when you stop having confidence in God and give up on moving beyond that certain point in your life. Henceforth, the cycle of the circle in your life. I'm talking about the people that says, man, it just seems like my life is a, I'm living in a circle. It seems that I get to this point and then I start back all over again. I've been here before. I've been here before. It just goes over and over again. You know, this is why we began to live this cycle of the circle in our life because we always stop at a certain point. And at that certain point is where we became afraid. Our, our false sense of security was challenged, amen, and we were challenged to either continue to trust God or start the cycle over again. 
I keep walking into the same situation over and over again, having the same outcome over and over again, been living in the same condition over and over again. Why? Because we, we, we become afraid, just like the children of Israel got to the wilderness, got to the Red Sea, came out of Egypt, and at a certain point they were like, man, we ought to go back. We ought to go back. Why? Instead of trusting God, we believe in God, Moses. We believe in him. We call on him. We pray to him. Amen. But when it's time to trust him, that's when at a certain point we turn back and begin that cycle over and over again. You know, to be of good cheer, according to the Strong's Greek Dictionary, number 2293, Tharseo, Tharseo, that's it, meaning to embolden, to show courage, refers to God's uplifting, undergirding the believer, empowering them with a bold inner attitude to be of good courage, to be of good courage, to have confidence. There was something in you that God was, at this certain point, God was telling to be of good cheer, be of good courage, have confidence. I'm empowering you, amen, your inner attitude to overcome this, this, this certain point of fear in your life. And for those believers, showing boldness is the result of the Lord infusing his strength by his inner working of faith, showing the unflinching, bold confidence, I mean, bold courage means living out the inner confidence that is spirit produced within you. What am I saying? When God commanded you, the children, I mean, uh, uh, the, his disciples, he commanded them. When Jesus commanded them, he said, be of good cheer. He was saying, have confidence. I know that you're at a certain place in your life where you tend to flinch up and get scared and go back and go through your cycle. Amen. But don't go through that. Don't go. Don't start that cycle over again. But have good cheer. Be positive. Be confident. Know that my strength is working on the inside of you, lining up with your faith. Amen. That's on the inside of you. Amen. And overcome and live beyond that certain point. You know, many of us stop being disciples of Jesus at the point of believing. You know, we, we know that, you know, when we pray and ask God, uh, uh, you know, for forgiveness and salvation and we believe in our heart, then we are saved. So many people stop at that point. So many people stop at the believing. But we have to continue to learn and develop by adding to our faith. According to Second Peter 1 and 5 through 7, and that says, And beside this, giving all diligence. I want to pause right here for a minute. Giving all diligence before I go forward. I, diligence is giving yourself to something fully committing to an activity without concern of the cost 
of, uh, uh, without concern of what the loss, going to extravagant lengths to complete a goal. So here again, he says, besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, add to your virtue knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, and charity. Peter also points out early on in that, in that same scripture, Second uh, Peter 1 and 2, which will I close out with every, 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 time, every Sunday. Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge, through the knowledge, through the knowledge of God and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. The more you know about God and the more you know about Jesus Christ, grace and peace is multiplied through that. This is where uh, 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 the, the courage and this is where the, the, the be of good cheer, this is where the confidence comes through adding to your faith knowledge of God and the knowledge of Jesus Christ and the knowledge of what he did at the cross for us and the knowledge of what he did for and, and why he died for us, the knowledge, the knowledge when you understand the knowledge that's added to your faith, there is built up upon a trust. What I'm getting at is you can't stop at believing in him. You have to trust in him also, which simply means living out what you believe. See, it's easy to just say I believe in my heart. That's good. But the moment, see, this is at certain point. At the certain point, the moment when you're faced with not just believing in him, but trusting in him. The moment when, when, when the virus stepped on the scene. The moment when, 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 uh, 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 when you, when, 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 what's the name? Breonna Taylor's mother got the phone call. The moment uh, 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 when Tamir Rice's family got the, the, the phone call. The moment. When, 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 when you were uh, getting an EKG, the moment when the doctor just said that you were diagnosed with cancer, the moment, it's one thing to say we believe God. Amen. But when we have to start living what we believe, living beyond a certain point, living beyond the storm, even though we've heard about uh, the hurricane hitting, you know, uh, what's his name, Katrina hitting New Orleans and, and people living beyond a certain point. When we're faced to, having, uh, uh, to not just believe but also trust God beyond a certain point. Beyond a certain point. So, belief is a product of the mind, while trust is a product of both mind and heart. It requires an action. When you are believing, it is just like you are expecting to earn something, you know, henceforth salvation, henceforth uh, eternal life. When you are believing, Lord, uh, uh, you know, uh, and I'm going to get to that, talking about the rich ruler, what can I do in order to get eternal life? But if you are trusting, you are surrendering all of yourself, no matter what the outcome is, for better, for worse. 
I'm, I'm, I'm putting it all on the table, God. I'm walking away from everything that I am, everything that I was. I'm stepping away from it all. Like Peter and, and Andrew, when they were fishing and Jesus told them to, to follow me, I'm going to make you fishermen of men. That they walked away, they, they, they put away the nets, they went and followed Jesus. Jesus, they, they, they went and followed him to be students, to develop the trust, to develop what to develop beyond their belief and acquire trust and a confidence in him. Amen. And so so referring back to the rich ruler, believing in Jesus, but only trusting in him to a certain point. He was willing to say, good master, good teacher, amen, but yet and still he, he, he believed, but he wasn't willing to trust. He said, I believe, I know how to keep the commandments, but I wasn't willing to trust, amen. He was, he, to a certain point, he was willing to do what Jesus uh, wanted him to do in order for him to inherit eternal life, but when Jesus told him to sell everything that he had, give it to the poor, and pick up your cross and follow me, the Bible says he walked away grieved because he had many possessions. He identified with the thing that he had so that he couldn't tear himself away from that. He got to a certain point. Only I'm willing to believe and willing to believe in God to a certain point. I know it's hard for some of us sitting on this phone call to, 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 to see ourselves in this. To see ourselves saying, God, I believe you, but I, I, only, I only can believe you and trust you to a certain point. You know, but truth be told, all of us, every last one of us, we, we, we're, no, we're, no, we're no different from uh, the rich ruler. We've been there before. We're no different from Peter. We've been where he, where he was. Amen. This is why we call it developing a confidence in God. If we are going to develop our confidence in God. We need to be able to recognize three things that I, I saw in this text, just in this first gospel of Matthew. One of the first things that, that I noticed, if I go back to the scriptures where uh, Jesus said, Jesus said, uh, Lost my thought here. Okay, uh, so so here again. Jesus said, "Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid." Just wanna I want to focus on that. Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. Amen. Three things. Be willing to recognize in order to develop your confidence in God. We need to be able to recognize three things. Number one, the voice of God. Notice when Jesus was on the water, he was walking on the water, but they did not know, know who it was. Some translations say it was a ghost, some, some, some say it was a ghost, but they, they did not notice. And, no, and notice that Jesus never said who he was before Peter acknowledged him as Lord. Peter recognized his voice. He recognized the voice. And I'm going to get to why he recognized the voice. Number two, he recognized the name of God. Jesus, Jesus never said who he was. He never introduced himself, but he said, be of good cheer, for it is what? I. Now, if you understood one thing, the name of God, when Moses told God, who shall I tell them who you are? 
and God said, tell them I am. Now, <laughs> I know some of y'all probably ain't even getting this, amen, but, but he said, tell them that I am. The first name he said was, it is I. It is I. It is I. I am. Whatever you need me to be in this moment of time, God was saying, I, I'm here for you. Whatever you need me to be in order to strengthen you at this juncture of your life, tell them, I, it is I. Then the third point was that we need to be able to recognize the command, the commands of God, the commands of God, the commands of God. God command. he said, be of good cheer. That's a command. He also said, don't be afraid. That's a command. Don't be afraid. Those are commandments. Like the rich ruler, he said, Jesus said, he said, do you know the commandments? He says, I've been keeping all of the commandments since I was a child. And then Jesus came back and gave him a, another commandment. Sell everything that you have. He wasn't, re- he wasn't able to recognize the commands. Of God, He was not able to recognize when we when we can't recognize the voice when we can't when we don't recognize His name we don't recognize His commands then we stop at that certain point like the rich ruler. This is why Jesus even said that you know what He says there's only one one He says I am not good He says there's only one who is good which is God. He was trying to see if he recognized the name. And so here again, we get to this point in our juncture in our lives. This all, we're able to recognize these three things, the voice, the name, and the commands of God. These come from relationship. These come from spending time with God. These come from standing, uh, abiding in God's word and knowing his promises, knowing his plan for his life, amen, and spending time with him, knowing God and God knowing you. This is how we began to recognize. Peter, more so versus uh, uh, the other disciples on the boat, recognized his voice. He recognized his name. He recognized the command. When we know that you can know, uh, uh, now go beyond a certain point in our life because Jesus is on the other side bidding you to come. He's on the other side of that certain point that you always stop at, the certain point of your fear when you, when, when you stop it, the, the, the thing that has you turning around. Jesus is on the other side bidding you to come. Now, if you recognize uh, the voice, the name, and the commands, come, amen, and you understand that come is the word of God, and you can stand flat-footed on the word of God, Peter was able to go beyond that certain point. He was saying, come out of your fears of inadequacy. He was saying, come out of your false sense of security. He was saying, come out of your complacency. He was saying, come out of your comfort zone and live the life that God intended you to live beyond the fears. Peter began to experience life beyond that certain point. He broke the cycle of poverty. He broke 
the cycle of excuses that kept him down, the cycle of confinement of to just enough, amen, and trusted God beyond the certain point, beyond the certain point. However, the Bible says, but when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. Now, here we are back at that certain point again. But when he saw, you have to understand the magnitude of what he said when he saw. When he saw. When he saw. When you saw. Pastor, where you getting it? When he saw that the wind was boisterous, when he saw that the wind was powerful, when he saw that the wind was forceful, understand that according to Matthew 4 and 18, uh, you can read that at your own terms, but the meat that I want you to get out of it at this juncture is that Peter was a fisherman. Y'all don't even get the power here. Amen. So when, but when he saw the wind was boisterous, the magnitude of what he saw was that Peter was a fisherman. We now have what we call perspective. When we have perspective, amen, Peter now has to wrestle with believing and trusting in God and believing in his experience with the wind on the sea. He had now has to wrestle with something familiar to his mind. He now has to wrestle with something that once dictated his decision to pull the net and call it a day. He wants now he has to wrestle, amen, with something that was that that that, that he wants when he was on the sea working, it was his occupation. It was once that he used that, man, once the wind starts blowing and it starts forcing, we got to pull the net. We got to call it a day. We got to try to get back to dry land. We got to get out of this storm. So now we have perspective that we see that, that Peter, out of everything that he experienced, and, and, and to the point where he was building a confidence in Jesus, he was building a confidence in God, he had now recognized the name, he had recognized the voice, he recognized the commandment, he even stepped out past a certain point of fear and started walking on water. He got into the water, amen, in the midst of a storm, and when the saw that the wind, the Bible said, was boisterous. He said that he became afraid. And so, therefore, he is now at a new at a new certain point in his life. He is now at a new certain point in his life because now I was able to overcome the fact that, man, surely you cannot walk on water because now I'm walking on water. And now I'm walking on water. Now I've got to overcome a, a perspective of the storm of what I'm walking in, that I don't have to look around me and just and be affected. This is what God was saying here. You don't have to be affected by your situation. You can walk straight through it. Just focus on Jesus. Just focus on Jesus. Just focus on Jesus. You don't have to worry about this, uh, what's going on around you. I know what the new, you know, I was sitting there watching TV the other day. Amen. And, 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 <laughs> hallelujah. We know that the coronavirus is present, pre, prevalent now. Okay? We know that it's haunting some people. Yeah, we've experienced some loss along the way because of the coronavirus. Then I'm sitting down on, on the couch, turn on NCIS. 
amen, and saw uh, of New Orleans and started watching, and they, they, was tough, they, they were having masks on and people dying, and they were feeding, and then it was, it was like it was bringing a new force, amen, coming back at us, trying to dictate how we live past a certain point, amen. So here again, we got to get back to focusing on Jesus. In this hour, we know what we've experienced along the way, amen, but we can't stop at a certain point and take our eyes off Jesus. We have to now begin to trust him like never before. Yes, I know we believe in God, but we have to begin to trust him beyond this point. We have to trust him beyond this point. We know, guess what, when we begin to trust him beyond this point. Walk with me in this text. So when Peter, amen, like I said, he, 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 he was wrestling with this thing. When Peter saw that the wind was boisterous and it was powerful, he lost his cheer. He lost his confidence and became afraid. Now, some people may look down on Peter and lose faith, uh, uh, for losing faith at, the, at that point. We, you know, but this is what we do when we trust God to a certain point. Something catches our perspective, and we begin to doubt in God's ability to see us through it. But as I said earlier, we should never stop being disciples of Jesus. And we have to remember that we are developing in our present tense developing our confidence in God day by day. We are, become, we are being tested as we develop. Jesus said to, said to the disciples once he got on the boat, he said, no, no, when he was talking to uh, 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 Peter, he said when he saved him, when he got to the point uh, of salvation, he saved him. And then he asked him a question which signifies a test. O ye of little faith, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? He said this without a response because he wanted Peter to stick a thumbtack at this certain point. So when you're presented with this again, when you're presented with another opportunity, amen, you know how to supersede past this certain point. Why did you doubt? Then the Bible says, and when they got in the boat, the wind ceased. The wind stopped. The whole purpose of the wind was the test. It, the, the, wind, the wind was to meet Peter's perspective to, so that he could overcome because he was walking before, before he saw the wind. Learn from the certain point that we stop trusting God in so that the next opportunity we will keep moving forward and surpass our own perspective, our own understanding, our own experiences, our own exposures, our own lack of fears, that we are able to overcome, amen, and be with Jesus, amen, that we are able to overcome. See, we're going to get past this, amen. Whatever, whatever we're experiencing, amen, around us, we're going to get passes, but we have to develop our confidence in God and continue to focus on Jesus, amen, as we go through this thing. 
Amen. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're dealing with, amen, I know it may be tough. I know it may be tight. It may not feel good. Understand that Peter was walking on the water in the midst of a storm. Amen. And so, so it doesn't feel good. Something on the inside of you, that courage that has to turn on the inside of you, it, it got your stomach in a knot. But you're going to make it because we're going to focus on Jesus. And even when you lose confidence, don't forget that you can call on Jesus to save you. Amen. So I want to open up the doors for you today. For those of you who are on this call and have not received Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, who has not believed, I want you to pray with me as I pray for you. Amen. If you're on this call and you haven't received. Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for all I've done wrong. And please forgive me. Lord, thank you for dying on the cross for me, to set me free from all of my sins. Please come into my life. Fill me with your spirit and be with me forever and ever. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you pray this prayer, you receive these benefits. Number one, everlasting life. Two, all of your sins have been forgiven. Three, you obtained a personal relationship with Christ. Start to know his name, his voice, amen, and his command. Amen. And four, he'll never, ever leave you. He's always with you. Amen. Thank you for listening today, guys. I pray that today's word was a blessing to you and that you will apply this word to your life. Please remember to spread the word to others. Tell them where you went to church at. Share the conference call information. Amen. And I'll be glad to see them on the call next Sunday. Amen. Let's close this thing out. Amen. I declare that grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a blessed day, and I'll talk to you again next Sunday morning at 10, I mean at 11 a.m. Amen. Bless you.